Hi, I'm Sarah Manili, and this is Sustainably Speaking, the podcast aimed at raising awareness about the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, SDGs. These goals were adopted by the United Nations in 2015 as a universal call to action to end poverty, protect the planet, and ensure that by 2030, all people enjoy peace and prosperity. The SDGs call upon all countries to come together in a global partnership to improve health and education, tackle climate change, and much more. In 2021, Georgian College in Ontario, Canada officially joined the global movement of United Nations Sustainable Development Goals by signing the SDG Accord. This podcast is dedicated to sharing the importance of making positive change in the world. We will share inspiring stories of organizations and individuals who are taking strides toward meeting these goals. And through these stories, we hope to inspire you to take up the challenge as well. Join us in our mission to make a difference and create a better future for our planet. and welcome to Sustainably Speaking. On today's episode, we have Paul Tarsitano, who is a faculty member here in the HTR department at Georgian College. Hi, Paul. Thank you for being here. Nice to be here today, Sarah. And Paul has is currently right now developing new curriculum, a new program entirely, actually, in agriculture business. And I wanted to talk to Paul today because he's got lots of insights into sustainability, um, into this sustainable development goals and, and all kinds of great things in curriculum. So Paul, why don't we start out, why don't you tell me a little bit about your background here at Georgian and then about the new program. Sure, Sarah. I, I've been teaching at Georgian since 2007 at various departments and I ended up in hospitality, tourism, recreation. Uh, right now I teach in the hotel resort program uh, among others and our esteemed Dean Brian Hunt has asked me to take the lead on this business agriculture diploma uh, program that we'll be launching in September of 2024. The program is geared toward the business side as well as the practical science side of agriculture, bridging the two together, uh, which makes us unique. We're also located in one of the prime farming communities in Ontario. Uh, Simcoe Great Bruce is considered one of the prime areas. This program in business agriculture is kind of like the beginning of an entirely new direction the college would like to go with as far as sustainability, food literacy. So what we intend to do in the future as well is to incorporate many more programs under this umbrella to include horticulture, uh, vertical farming, uh, hydroponics, aquaponics, and maybe precision agriculture. But that's in the future if the college wants to go in that direction. Okay. So we're starting off with our, our business agriculture diploma. And like I said, we're combining the science of agriculture with the business side. So we want to produce graduates that are able to look at a farm and not only understand how it runs, but how it can run su successfully for the future. So that's what we're hoping to achieve with this program. Like I said, we're located in a prime area of farming in Ontario, Bruce Gray Simcoe area is the perfect backdrop for a program uh, like this. Yeah. As you know, as far as the sustainability development goals that have been outlined, our program will specifically address three of them in particular consistently throughout the program. SDG number two, which is zero hunger. SDG mm -hmm. 12, 
on responsible consumption and production, and SDG number 15, which is life on land. So those three specifically you'll see kind of occurring throughout every uh, course that's delivered in this program. So I think as far as SDGs goes, that's kind of like what we're hoping to achieve with this program. That's great. And I think there's a huge opportunity for that just in, you know, different advancements in in farming and then that type of thing. And I, I think this particular program is, is so unique and interesting because it looks at both sides of, of it. So you know how to farm or you've maybe grown up on a farm and you've seen how things work and now you want to, you know, grow it and make it a bigger business. Is that kind of the idea behind it for some of the target audience? Yeah, no, that's exactly, that is exactly what we're trying to achieve here. A lot of the farm to table programs that might be out there concentrate on just the, the one side, you know, how to build a successful farm. We're looking at going further and looking through, looking at it, the entire agricultural kind of uh, cycle. So from the farm to production, uh, to transportation, to marketing, uh, to the financial side of it, making sure you're viable and then getting it to people. I think people are confused a little bit of what agricultural business is compared to just regular farming. One of the things to keep in mind is farming techniques are usually the practical application of cultivating, producing crops, or even raising livestock, whereas agricultural business is the broader scope, which I've just talked about, which encompasses all of this, plus being successful and being able to understand the whole farming and agricultural process. That, with the sustainability approach, will hopefully make us produce graduates that are very successful in the in the field. So as far as jobs are concerned, we're mm-hmm. at um, our graduates working not just maybe as a farm laborer, which if that's your love, then that's awesome. Uh, but we're also looking at uh, agriculture sales, working as uh, field hands, but also in the financial side. It's such a huge spectrum and jobs are available in all areas of, uh, of agriculture. Well, I think it's definitely something really lacking, as you say, especially in this area in particular. And I know that there are a lot of community partners out there. Are you planning on incorporating, and I'm sure you are, community partners, um, actual hands-on experience for the students as well? Yeah, there's a few. Because the program is still in its early development stages, won't be available to September 2024, we are looking at building great relationships and partnerships with folks out there. Some that come top to mind are the city of Barrie, all of the agricultural type societies that are out there, the grain farmers of Ontario, dairy farmers of Ontario. There are other folks that we're looking at building relationships with, especially in the indigenous side. We have our Soggy Nation contacts that are looking at developing a partnership in running program with them as well. And there are so many people that support this initiative right now. And we're just trying to get our head around, you know, who it is uh, that we can uh, partner with that'll give us the best impact. Uh, You know, the city of Barrie has a huge interest in what we're doing as well. So hopefully as we align all of these uh, folks up with our program, we'll be able to deliver something really impactful that, uh, students can really enjoy and the industry can really benefit from. I know you were recently on um, some field trips to a couple of the, of our local farms, and I know you saw some pretty cool things. I don't know if there's anything you'd like to share on that in terms of some of the 
techniques or just the machinery? I know you showed me some really cool videos about what they're using on the farms. Sure. I mean, when it comes down to what's actually being done out in the uh, agricultural community, I was pretty amazed at how far we've come from when I remember growing up and visiting farms and that sort of thing. So I had the opportunity to go to three different locations with our culinary students and soon-to-be agriculture business students to witness firsthand what this new tech is all about, as well as just to see how these places are run. So we went to uh, Sheldon Creek Farms for a dairy farm operation. Uh, We also visited the Kell Grain Elevators in Innisfil, and then we ended up at Berry Hill Farms to see a a whole pick-your-own-crop kind of operation there. So at, at every level, we saw some really interesting things happening. And one in particular that stuck in my mind was how cattle now are raised for dairy products and the technology that's involved as well, and how cows now are self-milked, so, or, or they milk themselves. Okay, let's go back, I guess. But self-milked. They, they are milked by a robot now, um, and they enter this little compartment where they get a treat, and then as they stand there having that treat, a robot comes out and milks them. And they do this continuously five times throughout the day where they get the maximum capacity milk production. And it's all monitored by computers. The computers, uh, not only do they test the milk for hormones or viral or bacterial issues, uh, then they just dump it. Uh, they also look at the type of milk, and, and they uh, categorize milk now. I didn't know this, but there are different categories of milk as well. And then this happens continuously. The uh, farm is almost completely automated in how the production process occurs from cleaning the farm to feeding the cows are done by robots. Really interesting to see this sort of thing. So that that was the dairy farm, Um, the the grain elevator to see these combines and uh, these crops is incredible. These machines are huge millions of dollars they run on their own using bluetooth and satellite navigation with pinpoint accuracy are able to not only plant specific tiny seeds in a designated area but they're also able to harvest at the end of the season specific areas thousands of acres of areas uh, just with the simple navigational technique that's used yeah, and, and then the whole harvesting and what happens to product after it leaves the farm and the stringent approach that they use to make sure health and safety is adhered to and so on. It was so cool, really incredible stuff. Uh, and I know that that's, that's just the beginning. And But there were some challenges as well that uh, some of the farmers talked about, and, uh, obviously finding people. To, to do this sort of work was a big one. Yes. And our friends at Berry Hill talked about the increasing pressure and, and carbon taxes that are making food more expensive to transport off of the farm and passing that cost to the consumer is always a, always a concern. And so the, the climate right now gives us a short window opportunity to to be out there and to produce. So what we're introducing in the program is alternative sustainable methods of farming, like container farming, vertical farming, aquaponics, hydroponics. That'll be eventually incorporated in our program as well. And so excited about that and just to increase the longevity of uh, providing food to the community, the province, and beyond. So 
yeah, there was a lot to learn from that and uh, many more trips like that planned with Agriculture Business Program. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the, the, if I can talk about the faculty who will be teaching, uh, all of the faculty are in the industry, which is one of the benefits of a college education, of course, but a lot of them are farmers and uh, they have that specific niche area that they're experts on and they'll be teaching the courses themselves. So we're really happy. So they're helping to develop curriculum and as well as uh, uh, teaching the courses for us. Mm -hmm. We have amazing guest speakers lined up directly from industry and all kinds of interesting field trips. Like I talked about the Mm -hmm. opportunity that we have is incredible. So that'll take the students uh, out into the field, no pun intended, to actually work in the agriculture industry in various forms. So that's going to be fantastic for, for their learning as well. So there's a lot of great things about the program and what's happening. Uh, that's wonderful. Now, I, I know you're, again, in the infancy of building the program, but could you speak a little bit more to some of those sustainable farming techniques, is it? You mentioned container farming. Can you can you just elaborate a little bit more on what that looks like or what that is? Yeah, well, this is, I mean, I'm learning as well as I'm, as I'm building curriculum, I'm learning about what's happening in industry. And there, Agri-Canada, Agriculture Canada is fantastic at sharing resources uh, and what's happening out there in the industry as well. And what we're seeing a lot of right now is that switch uh, in to, to using more automated approaches to harvesting and production and processing. So when we're looking at that, then, of course, we're looking at addressing those specific SDGs that we talked about. We are becoming more responsible in how we put all of this together. Mm-hmm. Stringent controls that I saw on this dairy farm were incredible. We're looking at maximizing land use, which is another SDG, as you know. Of course. Incorporating these giant combines that can access every part of the, the land that they're, they're utilizing here so nothing is wasted. Uh, the soil regeneration techniques that I've seen as well, which we, we didn't quite talk about, but uh, there are things that they're, they're doing with cover crops and soil regeneration, which helps protect the soil uh, as well. And and just by having these alternative uh, methods of farming, of course, addresses the zero hunger issue. But the biggest push, I think, has been the technological side and incorporating tech and artificial intelligence to manage these giant machines and robots has been pretty incredible. There was a little robot at the dairy farm at Sheldon Creek, and he was pushing the hay that the cows eat on a regular basis to make sure that every cow got fed properly. This little robot looked like R2-D2, and I think that's what his name was. Uh, yeah. and he just traveled around, and, and wherever he saw food, he would push it towards the cows. And so I, I do know that that unfortunately alleviates a, a job for a, a human, uh, but it also maintained efficiency in making sure the cows were all fed properly and no one went hungry and so that you maximize the feed as well. So all of this, and so far as the technical, technological side is concerned, really impressed me the most. But there's so much more happening out there that I'm learning about all the time. And specifically, we have courses on sustainable farming in the program. And I don't know if we talked about courses, but... Um, no, I was, I was actually just going to ask about that, what some of the core courses are um, within the program. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm lucky I'm teaching the introductory course, so I get to 
to look at all of this from above, but there are specific courses that are taught by uh, experts in the field, like uh, food supply chain and logistics, uh, food safety and traceability. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's going to be things like soil science and management, livestock production. And then we're, we're peppering this with all of our business courses. So there's an understanding on the business side. So financial accounting, but we're also doing some marketing in there as well. And what we're looking at really is having a well-rounded program business and the core courses from the program to include sustainability type courses, as well as the foundational base courses that are about farming and that sort of thing. Great. Now, this might not have come up, but I'm just curious. When you're at the farms and the different locations, did they talk about wastage? If there was anything to do with overcrops or what what do they do with the extra, if there is any? And this might not even be a valid question. I'm just curious. Yeah, you know, something they didn't talk about um, if there was too much produced. But what they did say was that, and you might have seen this a lot, they, they do use the corn that's not used for different reasons. And sometimes they grow corn, let's say, uh, for other uses. And they, this is called cow's corn. Cow's mm-hmm. corn is not just for cattle in the winter, although a good portion of it is often grown to produce other products like corn syrup or flour or any other type of grain that's used in, in the making of baked goods. And so everything gets utilized. Nothing gets wasted in that respect. As far as crops go, a lot of the time they plant cover crops, and I mentioned that briefly. Cover crops are planted on fields so that there's no soil degradation. So after you harvest the corn and you till the soil, then you're left with this bare land. So what they might do is they plant cover crops on it and they let it kind of sit over the winter. It keeps the soil compacted and then it acts as nutrients the next season as they grind it up with the soil. They practice that all the time, so you rarely see massive fields, uh, empty fields, uh, because there's crops, that sort of thing. I have one last quick question. I wanted to ask, I know in the hotel um, and resort operations program, part of the program is a sustainability audit on hotels and resorts. And I just wondered, is there anything like that incorporated into this program in terms of auditing that type of thing, like a sustainable auditing from a farming perspective or just in general? Well, the, other than the course that we'll be offering uh, in our final semester on sustainable farming, I mm-hmm. anticipate in talking to some of the faculty that might be teaching that uh, course, they want to build a capstone around sustainability. Yeah. I think will be pretty amazing. And so what they'll probably look at are uh, some kind of is some kind of an audit on a farm and then recommend sustainable practices so they, they we're working on that right now we're not mm-hmm. sure what it looks like but i think it's a fantastic idea i think they're doing a great job in hotel uh, resort uh, with something like that and mm-hmm. kind of emulating that a little bit with our sustainability course and combining it with a big capstone it's kind of like the 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 final hurrah and hey this is what we've learned this is what we can see from your farm. This is how we think you can be more profitable and also address some of the sustainability goals that the entire planet is committing to, right? So absolutely. Yeah, that was a good question. I think it's a well-rounded program and programs like ours are essential, I think, in, in shaping the future of not just agriculture, but ensuring that all of the sustainability goals are some adhered to. And we also want to make sure that farms are profitable as well. So so that's that's what we're all about.
Well, I think there are exciting things to come. I can't wait to see how this all unfolds. And uh, I do agree with you that these are the types of programs that we need to start building and incorporating into our portfolio and into the college to better uh, meet our sustainability objectives, the sustainable development goals, mandates. These are the types of moves that we need to make and the direction we need to go. Well, thank you so much, Paul, for being on the podcast. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it and looking forward to the program when it launches. Great. Thank you very much, Sarah.